by the way, I'm glad you didn't lose your accent. It's fantastic, by the way. I have to tell you that. Uh, that's just between, uh, you know, Max and uh, Christina there. Sorry, Valda, but I have to say that, that accent there. It's is, okay. Uh, fantastic. You've got a nice voice too, but uh, that accent is uh, is certainly uh, unique. I love talking to Christine on the phone, by the way. Like, yeah. she's got the sexiest voice. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I grew up in Venice. I have a Kardashian voice. I wish I could get rid of it. <laughs> It's a total LA voice, and I try, but you know what? My man thinks it's sexy, so. Oh, yeah. I'd say what I'm getting the best of both worlds here. I'm not complaining here, ladies. My goodness gracious. Like, maybe if they were talking about a new veggie burger or something, like, I would consider it, but even then, like, what's going to be in that? You so. never had a Big Mac attack? A little, uh, a little Big oh, Mac? Oh, God. What about a little grand Big Mac? You never had a, uh, never had a little craving there, Val? Oh, what? No, I don't have any cravings anymore because, like, you know, I smell it now. And it's like, wow, that smells like burnt plastic. Oh, but, my. <laughs> but back in the day, <laughs> I would get down on some McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up in the hood. That's what everybody ate, and it was just the norm. <laughs> and as I grew up, if you're going to save a dollar right now and eat something really, really horrible and clog your, you know, arteries and then die a painful death, that is definitely less affordable to me than just live a healthy life i literally got that role off of instagram oh wow so for that movie works. this is why i'm saying like market yourself you was because it, was it a selfie photo i'm pretty sure it was some of my you know overly sexy who is this random girl traveling all over the world pictures on instagram oh, but my. i yeah, i used to have a lot of those now that i'm a mom it's, it's pretty calm <laughs> down but there's still some booty pictures <laughs> but, um <laughs> Literally, my friend was on set and they were talking about meeting a girl for this scene like two days later. And my friend went up to the director. She didn't know him at all. She was just doing extra work that day and showed him my Instagram. And he was like, yes, I want her to tell her to come to set. So I came to set two days later and they had the audition like on the spot with the acting coach. And that's literally how it went down. Oh, cool. I feel like I got pretty lucky, but I was kind of marketing myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do urban stuff. Like that's what I'm booked for. I'm just going to post sexy pictures and, you know, partying and all that stuff. And that's kind of what my whole look was because I was doing a ton of music videos. And so things like that were happening often at that point where I would just get booked off things from Instagram. And it still happens. And I think that's the beauty of social media. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. I'm Max Cole, the host and producer of this podcast. And I'm broadcasting from sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set and the moonlight is now upon us. I want to thank all of you for tuning into this podcast tonight. Remind everyone listening that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us and follow us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know wants to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link there on our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. Got a couple of requirements. Most importantly, you've got to have some skin in the game, but second, you certainly need to have some credits that are verifiable. We value that for credibility and you've got to have something to talk about. Also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind you that this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We do not censor ourselves and we are an uncensored show, so we do not censor our guests. So please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on this podcast that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We've got two great guests tonight. Someone that's been on the show before, Miss Christina Coolish and her friend there, Miss Val Emanuel. Let me tell you a little bit about Christina. 
Christina Kulish is a American actor, writer, model, and philanthropist. She's born in Russia, moved to the United States as a teenager, and did so to pursue her acting career. She's worked in film primarily, but she recently has been dedicating most of her time to writing and producing her own traveling series, focusing on women empowerment with her business partner, as well as promoting environmentalism and doing her best at being a role model with her own role model, Val Emanuel, who is also her guest here today. And let me tell you a little bit about Val. At the age of two, Val was scouted at a mall in Los Angeles and has been working in the entertainment industry ever since. Her commercial credits include Nike, Old Navy, and Target. And in 2015, she shot straight out of Compton, but she had to put her career on hold to pursue her art history degree and to take time for her family. Val has promoted environmental awareness and animal activism ever since she was in her early teens. In 2016, she graced billboards across America in the Let's Recycle Right campaign. When an email linked Therese and Val, it was clear that role models needed to happen, and with her unique strengths, the journey has begun. This is a great conversation here. Oh my shared a few laughs that's for sure talked about some rather unique stuff so i'm looking forward to sharing this with you first time listeners and long time listeners this is that part of the show where i ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn sit back relax and get cozy while you listen to tonight's guests certainly got a treat here for our listeners christina coolish <laughs> and val emmanuel i i have to tell you it's a pleasure to have you both on the podcast here today well we're so happy to be here. here oh my we get two <laughs> two for one here oh my goodness now christina for those unfamiliar has been on this podcast this isn't her first rodeo and you had a rather fascinating discussion there last year. So it's nice to have you back on the show for a bit of an update. And Val, this is your first rodeo here on the show. So, you know, welcome <laughs> to the insanity that is the Cinema After Dark podcast. And I'm really excited to, to have you here. So I appreciate you both taking the time out to come on and chat it up with us. Thank, Thank you, you for having Happy me. to be back. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right in here, ladies, and talk about your backstories kind of give our listeners some context. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started in the entertainment industry? And we'll start with Val and then we'll have you uh, kind of reintroduce yourself again, Christina. Okay. Well, hi, this is Val. Thanks, Christina, for telling me about this podcast. I've been friends with Christina for about five years now, and we actually met doing a No Doubt music video. Oh, wow. And I've done literally maybe over a hundred music videos. And that was just one day where we had an amazing director, amazing cast. And we met that day. She got a parking ticket, dropping me off. We've been friends ever since then, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I grew up around the Inglewood Venice area and I got into the industry when I was actually two years old. I was scouted in a mall and my mom thought it was a load of bullshit. And the woman was real. She cast me for Jamboree and Reading Rainbow. And that's how I got into the industry. I fell out for a long time in high school. 
And I decided, you know what? I want to do this again. I used to hate how I was treated on set. I used to hate the feeling of just being there and talking to my agents. The whole thing just made me sick. And I decided I was going to take my career into my own hands. And I got back into it when I was, I think, 18 or 19. And I've been back in ever since. Oh, God. That's crazy. Uh, First of all, I got to pick your brain on this a little bit. Music video background, Mm -hmm. which I think is awesome because like music videos are my life. Like that was like really what I got Mm -hmm. into the industry for at first. I always wanted to do film, but music videos were always something that I love because I think it was like the perfect marriage between cinema and music. And there were so many great music videos, especially for me growing up in the nineties, two thousand, like the early two thousands. There's so many awesome videos, so many great artists and music was just off the chain to say Mm -hmm. the least. So it's cool that you have that experience because for me as a man of color it was one of the first times and really the only time that i got got to actually see beautiful women of color on screen and oh, uh, yeah. in stories and in different types of roles and just looking mm-hmm. glamorous you know because we really weren't being represented in that way so i love music videos for that but it's cool that you did that now i've got to talk to you about this casting and the mall situation because your mom you said thought that was crazy Right. Yeah. So it wasn't some creepy. Come on now. No, come on now. Was it wasn't some creepy guy that came up and said, you know, I've got uh, I've got enough because you hear those creepy mall stories, mm-hmm. people finding people while they're out or whatnot. It was it was really lady. She kind of went up to you and saw you and and really invited you. And how did that manifest? You've got to talk about that a little bit, because sometimes that stuff sounds too good to be true. No, it does sound too good to be true. But I mean, you really have to just kind of take everything you know, like maybe this could be serious because I've totally done this to girls as well. Like I was a a model scout for Ford and Wilhelmina and I would just walk up to a girl in a mall who was like 13, tall and skinny, looked really uncomfortable. And I'm like, (laughs) they could make a hundred grand off that girl next year. And I'd walk up to her and her mom and they would look at me kind of crazy. Like, I hope this person isn't going to like sell my child into the, you know, underground world or something. Cause you hear so many crazy stories and you watch these lifetime movies, but this woman walked up to my mom. I mean, I don't really remember it cause I was so young, but I do remember that she seemed pretty nice. And my mom just was kind of skeptical because she was trying to tell my mom that she needed to, you know, buy me headshots or something, which she did. I mean, I had no pictures professionally. So I think my mom thought that was kind of weird. But then after she'd cast me in my first project, my mom realized, oh, this is a thing. I should put energy into this and effort into this. And so after that, I was auditioning for a lot of Disney stuff. I auditioned for The Lion King, the musical, like when that came out, I auditioned for the part of Nala. I made it like all the way into the end and unfortunately did not get it. Right, right. (laughs) My first serious rejection. But, you Uh, know, I'm so happy now that I did that and that my mom just had like 5% trust in this woman because I (laughs) totally, you know, it got me into something that maybe I would have never been into, you know, and my mom was I feel like she was still pretty new to this country like she'd been here maybe like six or seven years at that point so people don't just walk up to you and offer you a job you yeah. know what I mean like that's kind of weird but it yeah. worked out that way and that woman her name was Hillary Ronit I think that's how you pronounce her last name she actually ended up casting me in something else when I was like 19 and we oh, started wow. talking on set and we realized that she was that woman and it was so crazy oh it's fantastic crazy how that yeah. worked. How did you get into music videos? I think I just got into music videos because of the way I look, to be yeah. honest. I mean, yeah. but, but, I mean, you know, but there's a, I mean, in LA, there's tons of attractive people. How does someone yeah. actually find that work? Did someone approach you about that? Did you already know about them? And were you auditioning for the roles? How did you actually 
land some of those gigs because there's a lot of people that try out for yeah, music video that really want to be in them yeah. yeah and there's a ton of girls who are willing to do it for free they're like i just want to be next to chris brown right right you know and it's not also <laughs> and one thing about music videos even when i've cast them it's not just about looks too it's also how that person acts on camera knows how they know their body how they know their movements oh, totally. they have a great personality that's also mm-hmm. very important. So there's so many things that go into it. It's just not like, you know, you're not like just a mannequin there. I think sometimes mm-hmm. people have that misperception with music videos. But for oh, me, yeah. not only are music video actresses, models, cinematic, but they're also very good with the acting part of it, which a lot of times isn't an opportunity. You, know, you don't have that opportunity to speak, but you're also telling mm-hmm. a lot from a method standpoint. There's a different type of approach of, of acting on music videos. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that and how you kind of got into that because it's I think it's fascinating. Well, I was on this casting website called LACasting.com, which probably everybody who's an actor who's listening to this knows about. And I did one music video for this director, Hannah Lux Davis. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. She's amazing. And I got on set and I'm just, you know, like I said, I was a cheerleader for 11 years. And when the camera goes on me, I'm not going to lie. I extra out. I totally am that person who's like, voguing in front of the camera. I've been that person since I was a little kid and I just can't help it. I think I'm really good with improv and like all about body language and I know how to move and I'm very comfortable with my body. So Mm, I was doing a music video for, I think it was Sean Kingston. Oh yeah. And I Mm -hmm. got in front of the camera and she walked up to me after and she said, I really like you and I want you to be in all my videos. And that was literally how it went. So I think the person who casted me that day was like Dustin Blackburn or something. And he just kept putting me in every video. Cause after I came back, she was like, I don't know who this girl is. I love her though. And I want her in my videos. And every time I see her, like she's amazing. So I don't know. I just felt really comfortable working with her. I mean, I didn't have that experience with everybody because everybody runs their set differently, but I just knew that she had respectable videos. Every time you went, you were going to feel great on set. I mean, even if she worked with like the most asshole person in the game like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say it out loud chris (laughs) you know he's the person who's gonna make you be on set for like 23 hours oh my this this is an opinion folks by the way sorry this is an opinion but like you're gonna be on set you're still gonna make it as professional as possible you know what i mean so i just love working with her but honestly for these girls who want to get into music videos the game has changed like you know it's not like hype williams anymore it's not like you're gonna go on set and be paid two grand and like have your own trailer it's like you're there there's a hundred people there and you're going to be lucky if you get your two seconds so you really got to come and have your a game on point know how to move and just be ready to jump right into it i salute to that glad you gave some perspective on that and it's cool how you know the both of you connected now christina can you please share (laughs) how you got into this industry again because it's quite fascinating as well and you're obviously done a lot of modeling yourself music video work etc etc but don't shut up here and let you sort of remind our (laughs) listeners oh thank you max and thank you val yes it's interesting that we're all kind of connected through the music video world i moved out here from russia as a teenager and uh, i started pursuing acting there but i knew that this was the capital of the world for it and I love English and this is where I wanted to be. So I've been doing it ever since. Let's see, the first project I think was actually uh, in film. I did a, I had a small role in the film, but then I did do a bunch of music videos as well and kind of had a similar experience to Val's where, you know, you work with one director and one, one team and they really like you. And then the next one, they put you as the lead. You know? Yeah. 
And and that definitely boosts your confidence. And when <laughs> Val and I did that No Doubt video, um, <laughs> we we're just dancing next to Gwen Stefani, all like cutesy tootsy. And it was mm-hmm. uh, it was <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely fun too. Uh, I understand even why some girls maybe want to do it for free, but I would definitely encourage them not to. <laughs> right. right. You always always uh, want to be paid for your labor because even if it's fun, it's you're still putting in work. You're still you know you you're helping other people out to get somewhere let's say right if it's not your own project you're working on someone else's project you absolutely have to be paid for it right that's just uh, my my opinion i think it's it's a valid one yeah absolutely what about when you're first starting out do you think you should take those roles to build a portfolio for yourself you know extra work things like that when people are first starting out of course it's fine it's good to take extra work how else you would uh, you would get somewhere you know yeah unless you are fully you know if, if you go to film school and you start creating your own projects but even then uh, you gotta work <laughs> yeah absolutely i agree i think it's better i always pay people I, there's i would never shoot anything without paying someone but that's just my yeah. two cents on that and plus people should be compensated for their time you may not be able to pay them everything that they think they're valued or you think they're valued but you can certainly find money to you know pay people i really agree with that absolutely so I'm glad yeah. you said that. And people, artists are valued in general. We're, our time is valuable. That's what we should be. We should be paid. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about that. Absolutely. So what happened when you both connected there on that set? How did that work out? So you all were on set. You worked together. Gwen Stefani, which is she's just <laughs> badass. And how does that work from there? Do you just kind of keep in touch? You know, how do you uh, you've been friends for five years, you said now? That's yeah. <laughs> well, Val needed a ride back to Hollywood and her mom was going to meet us there. And it was just gridlock, uh, total crazy traffic as it usually is in Hollywood. And somehow I did get a parking ticket while we we're both in the car oh waiting for her mom to pull up. What? Um, yeah, no, you we, got ex- I got it in the mail afterwards. <laughs> that was the weirdest oh, thing. My, Neither that's... of us actually left the car. We were just there on the red, and we thought maybe it's still beyond me how that really happened. I guess maybe the store owner or something who, if we were parked in front of a store or something like that, oh, maybe they God. just reported us because they were annoyed. That's, that's really my only guess. <laughs> yeah, that's outrageous. That's LA for you, though. There's so much bullshit that happens with these parking tickets. I mean, these people are on mm-hmm. it. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sent in the mail. Oh my, that's outrageous. But yeah. Yeah. So you were riding home together and from there you've uh, just kind of stayed in contact and have you worked on any other jobs together? Yes, well, we're working on our some of our mutual projects now as strong, independent women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Val definitely has that, uh, <laughs> how she talks about being a cheerleader. And it's not just that. She just really has this personality. She's very sociable and she just she's very good at bringing people together and just bringing, connecting people and brands. It's kind of what I um, also do with uh, one of my partners, German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about on Glam House. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially, you know, branding. German's been doing it for a while and, uh, and we all of us are focused on cruelty free world. So I think that was like one of our partnerships, which I'm sure Val can tell you more about that aspect of that. And, yeah. um, I'm going to save that for the second half of our discussion. Yeah. We're going to revisit mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting how you both connected. Now, is there anything you both wish you would have known about this crazy industry that we're in 
prior to oh. coming to Los Angeles that you've learned now? Would you both mind sharing maybe a few of those things? We'll start with Christina for this one. <laughs> oh, goodness. I think I always wanted, the main thing is I always wanted some type of mentor, like a woman mentor, because I came out here by myself and I was kind of lost and I was definitely very suspicious, kind of like Val's mom. You know, you, you just, you don't really know what to trust. But at the same time, I, I wanted to do everything on my own. And so I just had to learn the industry pretty much on my own. So you would, you know, you try to get an agent who would just, all, all they want to do is just put in Playboy. And it's just, oh, wow. how are you going to be taken seriously? <laughs> I just want to be taken seriously. I'm not knocking it down, but I'm just saying I ended up not doing it because I wanted a serious film career. Yeah. Right. But, you know, with SAG, it's like they have to have a certain percentage of auditions out there, even if the role's already filled. So it's it's just a, or at least someone's already suggested for it. You know, it's a, with producing, it's kind of a, it's almost like a chess game. Mm, yeah. And you, you know, you just have to keep faith. You just have to keep going and going. And not all of them are filled. Not all of them are. some some things are real and whatever's meant for you will come just gotta keep faith and keep doing it all right absolutely um interesting anything else that you kind of learned and uh, you kind of wish you would have known i would say that partnerships are really important yeah that is um a lot of times uh, we, we would be on our own and get kind of stuck in that world stuck in you know it could it could affect us negatively but if you're actively seeking partnerships, like collaborations, you know, do indie films, do even short films, you know, write your own projects and just keep going. If you do it on a daily, it becomes part of your world. It, it becomes your world. Then you are definitely going to get somewhere and you'll definitely find your place in it because right. everybody's everybody's, you know, we're all unique. We're all we all have our place in it oh, in so this mm-hmm. world. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, it'll you'll you'll get there. That's pretty much it. I think I've been discouraged a few times, and then I've just realized that I I needed to own my individuality. Right. And when I learned that, I regained the confidence. Back in the day, I was trying to completely get rid of my accent and just I want to play American. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because I was fascinated, well, let's say with English actors who can play. Anyone on the planet, they're just so good with accents, you know, and I, I thought, well, I can do it too. I always thought there's nothing I can't do. But the way it is approached here in, in the States is you, it is really important to develop your own individuality. That's so true. Right. So if I still have some accent, I think I talked about on the last uh, podcast as well, is my accent would either be not thick enough <laughs> to play fully, you know, Eastern European. Yeah. I would be asked to speak with an accent now. I thought I have it naturally, you know, and then or vice versa. I was never quite ready to play American or maybe play a couple of times, just smaller roles. But you're not really being yourself. And then mm-hmm. if you are not yourself, you're not as desired because then if you're trying to be somebody else then they'll just get somebody else yeah true Mm -hmm. yeah by the way i'm glad you didn't lose your accent it's fantastic by the way i (laughs) have to tell you that uh that's just between uh you know max and uh christina there sorry but i have to say that that accent there (laughs) it's okay fantastic you've got a nice voice too but uh that accent is uh is certainly uh unique 
I love talking to Christine on the phone, by the way. Like, yeah. she's got the sexiest voice. I'm like, I'm sorry. I grew up in Venice. I have a Kardashian voice. I wish I could get rid of it. It's a total LA voice. And I try. But you know what? My man thinks it's sexy. So, oh, yeah. I tell you what, I'm getting the best of both worlds here. I'm not complaining here, ladies. My goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but, yes. And I did have something to add to the like what I would have known differently, Christina, that you actually just brought up. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I, th- I feel like we had a conversation about this, but just knowing how to market yourself. We actually oh, yeah. did. We had like a women's meetup last March. And, you know, I have so many, now that I'm starting my own agency, I have so many girls who are coming to me who have no portfolio, no experience, nothing. And my only response to them is like, you need to get out there, put yourself out there. Here are some websites you can sign up for where like you can get experience, whether you'll be doing like, you know, some unpaid work and like working with a photographer who's willing to do what you want to do with them Mm, or, you know, something like that. But my main thing was when I first got into this industry, I expected my agent to do every single thing for me and tell me how to act and how to dress. And and I really had to find myself that I could know who I was and able to market myself that way. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's a great, great point. Uh, yeah, agents only take it so far. I think it's so important that you, um, mm-hmm. you know, we as creatives really learn how to market ourselves and stay true to who we are as individuals, as Christina said. And I think a couple things that you all said, too. I mean, that the mentorship, I think, is really important. The partnership aspect of things uh, is also really important. And um, I don't know anything else that you want to throw in there, Val, in terms of things that you've learned. Just with social media and everything now, like it's, it's pretty easy. You know, find your niche, find your place, find your people, look at different actors that are like you, be super realistic, and then don't do what they're doing, but just see what's working for them, see right. what's not working for them. And really, like, there's so much competition now, but there's also so much more opportunity because of new media. Yep. So right. you can find ways to market yourself. Like I was telling, you know, I was talking to my partner about YouTube and he's like, well, everybody's doing YouTube now. It's oversaturated. And I was like, YouTube is a market that can never be oversaturated. You know, Absolutely. I've been doing this YouTube mm-hmm. channel Blender Babes with my friends for years. And it's like, sometimes we do a video and it gets no views. And then sometimes we do a video and like, it makes us a few grand and gets us all these other opportunities. We just have to stay open and look at the market and see where we can plug in in order to market ourselves in that niche. Right. So, right. And I would say if, if I may to the side of the film industry world, when it comes to agents, since we're kind of knocking them down, which is fair in a lot of times, <laughs> most agents are really all in it just to make money. Mm-hmm. And we both uh, dealt with that. So I think for young for young actors, I think it's important to get a manager yeah. um, mm-hmm. to, to, to get that guidance. It goes along with, let's say, mentorship, you know, to get that guidance, to get the right suggestions for what you'd really be good for, not just be used as a again, as a chess piece to be like, okay, well, I'm going to be making money now. So I'm, I'm going to need you to do this project. I don't care that you, you know, don't want to do it or you don't identify with it. Where I think a manager or for whichever, you know, industry would be a mentor, they would really direct you what would really work best for you, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning when you're just developing your brand your identity, your your own individuality. If you are directed by a mentor or a manager, I think it would definitely get you somewhere in the right place. And oh, you yeah. won't feel so lost. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be the right type of branding, I think. Right. I think branding is important before you can get any sort of agent who would just be, you know, sending whatever. You'll, you already know what you'd be good for. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. Knowing your identity beforehand, too, is so critical. And yeah, like you said, finding that manager to represent what you already know of yourself, too, because I, I really do think people need to spend a little bit of time making some mistakes, but not making too many, but making mm-hmm. a little bit of mistakes and learning how to kind of navigate the industry and knowing who they are and kind of getting a feel for what their goals are prior to coming out here. And I know everybody comes out here in different you know, stages of their life. You know, some folks just want to kind of come out and explore a little. But I tell you one thing I've learned is that the more you learn and the more you have exposure to early on, I think the faster you'll reach some of those goals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. Oh, I'm stuff. happy for the mistakes I made. I'm definitely, you know, with my girls going to be like, girl, don't do that. Don't do I already went down that road. Right. Don't go there. That advice is important. <laughs> Finding a mentor is hard. It's uh, challenging because a lot of folks, uh, I think one probably approach it the wrong way uh, didn't mm-hmm. have an idea of what they think a mentor is. And a mentorship can be simply working as someone's assistant, helping them. Because when you network with people, you've got to have value for them. It's not just about what they're going to do for you. you know? Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends really on, for me, for example, like I said, I was here alone completely. Yeah. So I was just a little bit lost. I had a lot of, you know, just kind of negativity i want to say like people just if they see that you're not sure or you're not ready or you don't really if they even see that you're alone they, they're like vultures you know they're just That's true. They, they'll try to take advantage and so i always almost kind of had a fear of men in that sense oh my and i always seeked out some type of female mentorship and it could be sometimes just somebody being nice to you somebody yeah. being kind you know my first inspiration probably came from tracy pellegrino she is an incredible uh, writer, director, just woman. She's just, she, you know, a, a mentor and teacher, and just she's just she's just amazing all all around. And out of nowhere, she was just so nice to me at that time when it was already not expected. I was already so, I just I just didn't expect it. It was before. Now there's all this women empowerment, and and it's it's becoming a bigger thing. You know, it's becoming a real thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. But just being a young girl in LA, it, it was it was. Kind of, it was kind of new and it definitely brought me so much inspiration i took her writing classes at playhouse west and she just she just let me audit them first and she she even uh, trained me some aerial tissue back in Come the day on, and on. it was all just this kind of women community yeah. she felt you know max i always go by my gut feeling too yeah and so yes ex- exploring that my identity over the years it i definitely developed that more and i would say tracy was one of the first women who really encouraged that just even that feeling like i said yeah. her kindness was just unexpected to me and and i was just i'm forever grateful you know it's like these little inspirations these little things that happen you know like you meet people you meet especially now for for me and val i'm sure these strong women who show us kindness and encouragement uh, along our way that definitely affect our path i would say that for sure for me that i you know sometimes would be so lost and and ready to um you know give up and then you would meet someone like that and and you light back up and as a young girl it definitely definitely was a huge help Oh, salutes yeah. to that. There needs to be more folks like that out there. And I'm sure people are out there like that. It's a tricky industry to navigate, though. It really is. There's nothing, I think, better than having you know, mentors and getting advice from people who are here and that uh, have your best intentions in mind. That's what it's all about. So appreciate you both sharing your perspectives on that. Now, 
getting close to our break here, but I want to discuss some of the latest work you've both done on screen. Now, we'll start with Val on this. I know you're in post-production on a film titled The Sheriffs. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like comedy, <laughs> comedy uh, drama. It's a comedy drama. And I actually filmed that, let's see, right before I had my daughter. So that was about two and a half years ago. But I'm still really in touch with the crew. Mm. The guy who is producing it, John McCormick, just is an amazing man. He has this idea for this project with this comedy and it's about detectives and it's also a drama. And one of the main characters in this movie is a girl who's disabled. Her name is Christina. Mm -hmm. And so we've basically been getting all the funding through her and her family and her family's amazing. Like they raise money on Kickstarter and also, you know, American Disabilities community has raised money for the movie, but she really wanted to do this. Yeah, Christina so Garcia, this, right? Yes. And yeah. so this project has kind of been like really comes from the heart. And he wants to film more because they had to take a year off because she had medical issues. Mm, yeah. And so I think we're going to get back into filming like the rest of the scenes that need to be filmed this year. He just hit me up. Oh, cool. And I'm really excited about it. So that's what's going on. I also just worked on um, Straight out of Compton, too, right? I worked at a straight out of Compton. That was one of the last big films I worked on. And then after that, I got a call from Wait, one hold of my on, hold on really... what, was your, what was your experience like with that? And then let us know about this, oh. the next project. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if you saw straight out of Compton. Yeah. That there was the scene with Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was Felicia, but yeah. I'm credited wrong on IMDb. But like, oh, I was wondering about that. Interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. And then I called Universal and they were like, well, we can't fix it because it was a different production company. And then it switched hands and all this stuff now that it's, you know, yeah. now that the movie's done. And I'm like, I need to get that fixed because people randomly go to the other girl's Instagram. Like, wait, you're not Felicia. <laughs> and then she hit me up. Like all these people are asking me if I'm Felicia. <laughs> oh my. But I literally got that role off of Instagram. Oh, wow. So for that movie. Works. This is why I'm saying like market you yourself. Do it, was, because it, was it a selfie photo? I'm pretty sure it was some of my, you know, overly sexy, who is this random girl traveling all over the world pictures on Instagram. Oh, but my. I, yeah, I used to have a lot of those. Now that I'm a mom, it's, it's pretty calmed <laughs> down, but there's still some booty pictures. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> literally, oh, my friend was my. on set and they were talking about meeting a girl for this scene like two days later. And my friend went out to the director. She didn't know him at all. She was just doing extra work that day. Right. And showed him my Instagram and he was like, yes, I want her to tell her to come to set. So I came to set two days later and they had the audition like on the spot with the acting coach. And that's literally how it went down. Oh, cool. I feel like I got pretty lucky, but I was kind of marketing myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do urban stuff. Like that's what I'm booked for. I'm just going to post sexy pictures and, you know, partying yeah. and all that stuff. And that's kind of what my whole look was because I was doing a ton of music videos Right. And so things like that were happening often at that point where I would just get booked off things from Instagram and it still happens. And I think that's the beauty of social media. So yeah, I think it's fantastic. What were you going to, you were talking about, there's another project that you, that I sort of interrupted your, stole your thunder there. You were talking about. Oh, <laughs> no, it's okay. There's two more projects that are coming out this year. This TV show rebel that's on BET. I was actually at the gym last week and I saw the commercial for it Yeah, and I was in the commercial. So I was like, that scene made the cut. Nice. Of course I was playing some stripper role. <laughs> <in that. laughs> 
and that one, but it was a really fun day. It was John Singleton. And then last year I worked on another show with John Singleton called Snowfall. Mm, Yeah. So we filmed two different pilots for that show. I'm not sure which one is going to be the one that's going to show or what's already shown. I'm not sure. I'm so out of touch with TV, but those are the two TV shows that I've worked on this year, both with John Singleton. So that's cool. look out for those. I think it's cool. One of, the, one of the things I appreciate about models in general, folks come to the modeling background, music videos, whatnot, you all just know how to work the camera, period. You can utilize Instagram. If you can utilize social media to get cast and parts, you know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. For me, I personally, I want to make sure the people in my films look good, period. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how film works. You got to look good. Got to look the part. So um, very cool. Very cool how those situations sort of manifested and are manifesting for you we'll come back to that in a second christina now you played role in um spreading darkness recently yes i have not seen it <laughs> yeah yet yeah, it's, um, uh, it's supposed soon, to right? be out but yes it's uh it's supposed to be out this year but i um i'm looking forward to it it's supposed to be out just before new year's and you play satina yeah satina Satina, yeah. yeah. That's a comedy drama crime type it's, of thing? Yeah, it's kind of a darker story, okay. actually. More of a drama. But yeah, yeah it's it, it'll probably be goofy enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the script was interesting, yeah. but, you know, I it's like I was saying before, too. You never know how it's going to come out. Right. Because um, yeah. the director's vision is everything. Really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you never yeah. Really know until, it, uh, until you get a chance to see it. Now, you're also working on a, a traveling documentary show that explores different cultures. You said hidden places, focuses on women. Can you talk about that for a bit, too? Because I thought that was really cool. You talked about it a little bit, but I kind of want to talk about that. Yes, I'm actually really excited about it. My partner, Samia Arsling, who's um, editor-in-chief for Gen Locks magazine. Yeah. So she writes uh, reviews for products and uh, you know services, and she's primarily worked in fashion industry. And we each partner on some other companies and projects separately, but we wanted to find our own niche, sort of bringing attention to the right meaning of feminism, and also just explore our passion for traveling, and you know certainly my passion for the film industry specifically. Yeah. And my passion for writing, she likes to write reviews and uh, traveling and, and fashion. And I like sort of working on bigger projects. And we're both uh, co-producing it. And mm, we also nice. are exploring our philanthropy um, yeah. passions as well. So we're actually quite similar in many ways. So we'll, we'll be co-hosting as well. She actually got me into, she volunteers for CASA. Uh, oh. Which is, um, I, don't, I don't know, have you heard of it? Yeah. It's um, a court appointed special advocate for right. a foster care system. And so yeah. she referred me to, th- to that. So I'm just getting to that as well. So we're kind of have, like I said, similar interests in philanthropy and women empowerment. And um, so first, I don't know if I should really talk about it, but we're starting, well, you starting know filming at the end of the month. Yeah, just give us a <laughs> so little bit. coming up. Okay, cool. So we can, we can expect that. Yeah, we can expect that soon, right? Yes. Oh, yes. It'll be a documentary series. You know, we're going, we're exploring different cultures and we're trying to key on on women representing them. Because if you think about it, a lot of times, most of the time, it's really a woman at the core of, well, everything. (laughs) The woman is the core. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, we we wanted to explore that. It's it's just sad with what's going on in the world right now. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I know you. (laughs) See, we did this last time and it was like two hours later. 
Uh, you know, saying that, you know what? It's bizarre what's happening, isn't it? Yeah. You too. I yes. Mean, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely outrageous to say the least. I just have to laugh about it because I'm just like, is this really us? Like, I cannot wait until the summer when I take my ass to Europe and just be like, I'm Panamanian. I don't know what the hell those people are doing. <laughs> like, I have, uh, no, I, I am. Well, you know what? But yeah. you, most of the Europeans <laughs> I know think this is a clusterfuck also, this presidency. So yeah. I'm going to get in and yeah. get into that. But yeah, yeah, it's outrageous uh, to say I'm going to pause myself on that so that we don't go down that rabbit hole right now because I'm going to. But it's cool that you, you know, you both are doing some really incredible things here, you know, with your, you know, obviously your creative ambitions, you know, both on screen and behind the scenes and also from a business standpoint. And I, I really want to get into that, but I kind of want to take a short break here, you know, give you a chance to reset, give our listeners a chance to reset and then come back from the break and discuss some of these other cool projects and initiatives that you're both involved in because you're really, really doing some awesome stuff. And I want to make sure we have an opportunity to really share that with our listeners because it's quite empowering. So how does that work for you all? Do you want to take a short break here? Are you cool with that? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right, folks. So we're going to take a short break here and then we'll come back with more of Christina Kulish and Miss Val Emanuel after this break. Do not go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a wonderful discussion here with Miss Christina Kulish and Miss Val Emanuel. And for this half of the discussion, I do want to switch gears here and discuss some of the kick-ass initiatives you're both working on. Now, we're going to start with Val here. You are the co-founder of Role Models talent management and let me just give our listeners a little bit of context about this wonderful initiative and management company that you've created and uh, kind of talk about the mission I mean and it reads our hope and vision for role models management is to build the bridge between models with certain values and brands who are willing to fight for the same good we want to use the industry of arts entertainment and fashion to speak up for the planet and head in the direction of a more sustainable and compassionate future and i think that's quite profound would you mind talking <laughs> about the obviously you know the genesis of the company a bit you know perhaps uh -huh. you can discuss how you connected with ann and how you got this whole project off the ground because I understand you recently ran a GoFundMe crowd campaign and from there things kind of took off. Uh-huh. So I have been doing casting for a couple of years now. I think what happened was I just kept showing up and every time I showed up, I was just really dependable to people. So they were like, hey, I have this other project going. 
you can't make it, but can you find me 10 girls who will send you like a check for 200 bucks? And I was Mm, just like, yeah. And all of my friends just realized I kept this Rolodex of models like Christina in my back pocket. And anytime anybody needed somebody, I could give them to them. And then also I, you know, was with Ford and Wilhelmina always sending them girls and tipping them off to new talent that I would literally find in the mall or at a school, you know? So I already had that in my mind and my boyfriend's friend had an intern who was Anne Therese Bankson and she wanted to do this agency called Role Models. You know, we're both vegan, we're both into health and recycling and have both been political activists forever and have honestly turned down a lot of jobs because of how we feel personally. You know, I'd have agents who were like, you don't want to go out for a McDonald's commercial, but that could be $30,000 in your pocket. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I could just never work with a company like that, you know? Mm, Interesting. Like maybe if they were talking about a new veggie burger or something, like I would consider it. But even then, like what's going to be in that? You never had a Big Mac attack? A little, uh, little Big Mac? Oh God. About a little grand Big Mac. You never had a... uh, Never had a little craving there, Val? Oh, what? No, I don't have any cravings anymore. Because, like, you know, I smell it now. And it's like, wow, that smells like burnt plastic. Oh, but, my. <laughs> but back in the day, <laughs> I would get down on some McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up in the hood. That's what everybody ate. And it was just the norm. <laughs> and as I grew up and I started getting into this organic, holistic lifestyle, I fell away from that. And so did my jobs and my job opportunities. Because there's things I wouldn't take. So Anne told me about this idea. She's amazing. She has a master's degree in marketing, but like she didn't have all of, you know, the necessities to build this up because she'd never worked on the other side of the camera, really. She just knows a lot about marketing and Mm, she's an amazing blogger. Her blog is called IamVarg.com. Yeah. Check that pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I have this background. I know casting directors. I know LA. I know how to work all the casting sites. So you have this marketing experience. I don't know shit about building a website or doing (laughs) You know, I know how to make a campaign. And so basically we just had complimentary assets and it's been able to build since then. The only thing we didn't have really was like funds to start it because we both didn't know each other. We both still never met, by the way. She's in Sweden. Yeah. And we've started this just via phone calls and Skype. And, you know, luckily she knows friends that we've had for 20 years. So, you know, we have trust in each other. Right, right. Fantastic. How, how do you guys communicate, by the way? Is it just, you know, online, Skype? How do you, uh, how do you make that happen? Oh, we you text know? all day. Oh, Phone fantastic. calls, emails. We have a shared Google document. That's what you really have to do to get your, your stuff in order. I think Google Docs and sharing oh, yeah. them and having something you can see in live time is Hell yeah. key. It's great for collaborations. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. A, nece- a necessity. Right, right. She was in New York for a while, wasn't she? She was in New York. And so she just went back to Sweden and she's working there. She has an agency there. She's building the website and she's going to come back. Her boyfriend doesn't know if he's going to be living in LA or New York. So we'll Mm. see. Hopefully she can come out to LA and we could have this whole thing going here or we can have, you know, our New York office in our LA office. We currently have an office in Inglewood right by LAX. So trying to expand obviously, but have to build our roster first. So Number one priority. And for that roster, what exactly are you looking for? What qualities are you looking for? This is not just about mm-hmm. the looks. What are you specifically looking for? Oh, my God. We're looking for a host of people. My main thing is finding people who are content creators. Like, I love YouTube and I love how people of all looks and backgrounds and, you know, just everything. They're all coming on YouTube and making their own content. But, right. you know, a lot of these people 
big brands can't directly reach out to them. So, and a lot do, you know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to be like, Hey, I'll send you a $500 check. If you talk about this product, but we still want to have people like that. And just a general modeling main board. And then a roster of commercial talent. Mm. And we're sending these people out for jobs that we would want to be sent out for. We're working with companies that we trust. And, you know, the natural products companies are expanding. The industry is every single year quadrupling. You know what I mean? So there's so many more opportunities, but I also see this backlash. I think of, you know, these models who will just kind of sell anything and say anything for a dollar. And I Mm, don't agree with that. And there's so many girls you can find out there who are, you know, who also don't agree with that. I feel like there's this weird comeback of like girls smoking cigarettes and wearing fur and like, I don't (laughs) eat and I drink laxative tea and like (laughs) girls like, yes, I just want (laughs) to follow you. And I'm just like, we are not that agency, all of the girls that I've met so far who, you know, we have 11 people on our roster so far, and they're just amazing. They have a positive image and that's what they show to their visual gallery to the world. And that's who we need, you know, look, I mean, we even have one girl, Jatan, who I met with her mother last week who has down syndrome. And Mm. I'm, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I've been seeing casting for this because the agencies and commercial, everything needs to be more inclusive now because it's so transparent with social media. You know what I mean? Right. So of course, like we have our main board girls who are going to be runway models and doing fashion jobs. But like I said, we can't work with every single company. We can't, you know, and we're actually making our list of values right now. And my boyfriend brought up this morning. Well, what if somebody wants to do a commercial for a product that has these cancer causing chemicals in it? And I said, Mm. We, there's so many companies who don't use those things anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have so many opportunities. I'm not concerned about it. Right. Very so, cool. Yeah. My goodness. Now, what are some of your goals, you know, immediate goals? Obviously you said you, you know, obviously got really, you're off to a good start there. My mm-hmm. God, what are some of your goals though uh, for the company? How big would you like to see that roster get? Do you want to keep it manageable? Do you want to expand? Obviously you said, the option of having places and locations in both cities, I think would be fantastic. You'd really tackle, mm-hmm. that'd be a great for, um, and even uh, overseas, that'd be fantastic too as well. But, oh yeah, but yeah, what are some of your goals, you know, moving forward? Oh, our biggest goals are a getting our roster up to at least a hundred girls by the end of the year. Like that's so important for us because we want to have a big enough roster where when the clients start coming to us, we already had somebody email us this morning from this detergent company. Mm, yep. It's like a really big natural detergent company. And I'm like, I only have 11 girls and I have one girl who they're looking for. So hopefully they'll want to work with that girl. But we, you know, we just need more diversity. And I feel like in LA, that's not hard to find. So right. our website's being built right now. It's launching. We have our Instagram at Role Models NGMT. And we're just looking to find a host of men and women who, you know, are amazing and on board and ready for you know, the struggles we may have as a modeling agency in the first year. Yes, we have a lot of contacts and opportunities, but, you know, as we're growing and building, we'd like to make at least a dollar this year. Oh yeah, fantastic, (laughs) great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and just build our roster to something that we can really work with. It's great, so men and women, and your placement now, are you looking for, to help people get into commercials, film, music videos, obviously print work? Uh, I don't know. What are your services? What type of services do you offer? And you know how? What? How could someone benefit from 
being on your roster? Oh, everything. I mean, right now we're not exclusive just because we right. are a new agency. So we want to get people the opportunity to still work with their current agency or still to look around. But right now we're focusing on print, commercial and runway. Like I want to, you know, expand and have acting talent on our roster, but I need to bring in an agent who can do that, which is obviously Christina Kulish because that is her expertise. Uh-huh. So, I was wondering when her name was going to get dropped in here. Yes. Exactly. Working so, on a little magic here. Yes. Like that's, you know what I mean? That's why I just try to keep all of these friends in my Rolodex and literally have in my head, you know, when you meet someone, not like, how can I use them? But literally, what is their strength? How can we exchange strengths and use this person to my advantage so that she can also get to her next level, you know? So she's someone who's kept her contacts and has worked in the industry more than I have in my terms God. of acting. And she has more experience with that. So I'm like hoping to get that off the ground by the end of the year and have, you know, actors that we can send out for TV shows and also commercials and things like that. So will you specifically be looking for in front of the camera talent or any behind the camera talent? You know, do you've got room for a little, you know, peanut colored uh, director here, you know, with a big head, you know, oh, yes. you know is, there a little, uh, <laughs> is there a spot on the roster for Max? <laughs> well, I actually, have, I actually have like three photographers that we're already working with just because our Great. the main I mean I think the main thing we're going to be making our you know money off of is full-scale production like I've done full-scale production somebody's come to me like I have this brand I need a photographer makeup artist model location all that stuff right and I put it together for them and handed them their lookbook and that's how I've done it and that's what I know we can do especially with her as a marketing person who knows how to use photoshop and design all that stuff so for us, we need directors on board because soon we'll be making commercials for people. We need more photographers on board because, I mean, we have three different people who all have their distinct styles, but we just need more. So right. I'm looking for these people. We have some people on board. I'm really excited about them. I mean, one of my friends who's a photographer who like does visual effects for some of the biggest movies, and I told him about this idea, and he's like, I want to be on board. Like, whatever you need, just let me know. And oh, fantastic. So, Good. It's amazing. Oh, good stuff. Such a great initiative there. And I'm so glad that uh, Christina really, uh, you know, clued me in on what was going on. Like, I was just like, whoa, this is pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, intriguing to say the least what you're doing. I think it's quite profound. So goodness gracious, Godspeed. And by the way, I saw the uh, the promo that you have out now for it's pretty cool. It's a very cool promo. I like the music, like the, the whole vibe of it. So uh, it's on YouTube you. uh, as well. Thanks. So. Um, role models, a model agency with social values. And yes. uh, I think it's fantastic what you're doing now. Christina, my goodness here, miss. <laughs> Let's talk about this nonprofit agency that fosters cruelty-free initiatives, startups and brands. What's going on with that? Let's get into that. It sounds fantastic. Yes, that's where Belle was saying we come along with helping out with the role models and as uh, sort of co-developing the brand. Yeah. I co-founded it with my partner. So the it's called, the agency is called Glam House. I co-founded it with my partner, German Rivera, mm -hmm. who's, who has even more experience with it. <laughs> mm, yeah. He has over 15 years uh, of design and interactive experience. He's uh, worked with uh, you know, for many top A-list clients, including Sony and Activision, mm, NBC, yeah. Universal, 
even the U.S. Army. He's uh, worked on the Spider-Man movie series, helped uh, launch um, their popular franchise. He uh, won a prestigious one-show merit award and um, several honors. He's just uh, a really incredible, initially graphic designer and um, also brand developer. So it's kind of his expertise. And uh, he and Val had similar ideas as well on the on the whole like cruelty free vegan world and i felt almost like a link in that sense um with my film background mm, i see so i connected them and then we started working on the branding um oh. so german has the creative side of it as uh, the hands-on sort of graphic design and branding and we also co-created the uh, kingdom 23 which is a subdivision uh, of glam house it's uh, vegan clothing and uh, cruelty free uh, promoting clothing essentially right. and accessories and so, so that's that, that was kind of our side of the collaboration like i was telling you last time as well similar to what Bell was talking about you, you get really limited in the film world when you say no to a lot of things yeah. if you don't want to promote fur or you know things like that um you just want to start creating your own projects that's where i think Bell's uh, role models is so so great because it's bringing the awareness to the world and also creating more opportunities for people who specifically focus on you know um, cruelty free world yeah. just essentially how i look at it as well my tv series with samia is more focused on women empowerment and we were thinking like for example samia is not vegan and her focus is on you know women and children and uh, bringing the right meaning to feminism really because it's just really sad that some women still think it's it has to do with you know lesbians or whatever it's just really sad that women would be stuck in their roles of you know the wife or the or it's okay to be making less it's okay to be non-equal and that a lot of people just don't understand it they just basic meaning behind it but we're also trying to uh, really kind of develop the for my end at least i want to make it less not to say pushy but you know sometimes people feel it would make people feel bad you know if they're non-vegan but they and you know it can turn people off so i'm kind of sneaky like that i just want I want, like, I want to make an episode where I make Samia go vegan for like a whole month or something. Like, I'm gonna, I'm, I just, I'm all about nice. You yeah. know, I'm not gonna shove anything down your throat. It's, you know, I'm all about just bringing awareness. So, as I told you before, I'm all about just climate change, environmentalism. Oh yeah. And veganism does play the biggest role in it. So that that is aside from even you know animal cruelty which i have other great women working in that industry you know zainab graves she's a she's a animal advocate lawyer for mm. she works for PETA. yeah uh, and she she is a hands-on activist you know on the cruelty world uh, you know cruelty towards right. animals specifically so i have all these i have all these friends you know they're they're partners that are they just inspire me to really find that link. Like I'm all about connect, kind of similar to Val. And I think that's why we also, it's so easy for us to just connect all these things and, and create these agencies and, and projects because the inspiration is out there. Individuals are out there. Right. But the awareness in the world is is not quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great what you both are doing here. 
these initiatives are just fantastic. They're so important and so critical. It's nice because you all don't talk the talk. You also walk the walk. And obviously, you're utilizing your experiences, you know, your your values and views to make a change and to make a difference and to, you know, have an impact. And also helping people along the way, too, as well. You're really doing some profound stuff. Is there anything else that you both want to share? Uh, well, I'd just like to say that just to add on a little bit on, on my rent here oh please uh, <laughs> That's fantastic. On, on my show it's just that like i said i'm all about a nice approach i don't want to make people feel bad yeah and a lot of cultures are it's like normal for them to not be vegan but in many ways it's okay in some places uh if you think about a small farm somewhere in a small village it's their way of life right. you know and right. they're not using like the it's more critical in america in america because it's the mass production and the again the abuse of animals right mm -hmm. and the mass production is what causes you know the global warming essentially with how it's projected and how it's done which is the the messed up thing i understand personally that there are some I think for most people, it should be okay to be vegan. Yeah. I understand that some people, some aspects of non-veganism for their health or whatever, it, you know, it's because I still, I do believe that it's actually more affordable to be vegan. I don't like it when people say, oh, I'm just going to eat Big Mac because I can afford it. No, <laughs> actually be, being vegan is more affordable. Uh, you know what's more affordable also? Yeah, to yeah. take care of your health. Right. Because if you're going to save a dollar right now and eat something really, really horrible and clog your you know, arteries and then die a painful death, that is definitely less affordable to me than just live a healthy life. Right. Um, so what I wanted to say is that as long as it's, you know, organic, cruelty-free, uh, some sort of high-end, uh, you know, high-quality food, then I understand it. I understand if you know where it's coming from, if you're not just mindless, if you're not, you know, some people just don't give a shit. That's true. And then, you know, you block your, you know, third eye chakra and then you're just, and you just don't understand because you don't want to understand. Yeah. See, I think one of the things that's hard about food choices and food options, healthy food choices and um, vegan, vegetarianism, both. I mean, how do you, you find inexpensive foods fast nowadays you know people with active lifestyles it seems kind of difficult and challenging to do and how do you get that guidance because that's something that's always interested me and i'd be pretty i think pretty healthy even for than most folks but you know i i think there's always room for improvement but i always find the options to be or at least they seem to be on surface and this may be just my own ignorance very expensive and very difficult to find like everybody just can't just rock into whole foods all the time or you know, uh -huh. you know, farmers market and buy and find organic foods. I have and, the answer. Yeah, please, please do fire away because it's it's hard okay. to do. I have the answer. So this is this is the message that I kind of wanna I wanna leave you on is that whatever you're trying to do, there's no excuse anymore to not find a way because the internet is so vast. Like I have lived a healthy, like cruelty-free lifestyle on like when I had $15 a week for food. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go to the 99 cent store and like buy my oatmeal and my tofu and, and my loaf awesome. of bread and like make it work. So because of new media, which I think we, you know, we keep going back to is making your own media, making your, writing your own stories, writing your own chapters in life, really. And then showing that to the world. There are so many people out there who are showing you 
how to be, how to do, how to live, whatever way you want to live. And so that's kind of what we want to do. You know what I mean? Like we're about healthy lifestyle choices and everybody being able to see what's real and transparent. And so just go on YouTube, Google it, you know, go on Tumblr. You'll find a million different blogs that are telling you and showing you how to live whatever lifestyle you want to live. Hopefully it's a positive one, of course, but there's so many opportunities out there. Yeah. How do you do it in an affordable way though, without, Mm -hmm. and also in a fast way, because, you know, that's the one thing I think folks haven't um, quite mastered yet or don't know how to Uh navigate. You know, it's, I mean, Uh I mean, if I hop in the car right now and go down the street, I see that McDonald's arch, I see BK, Chick-fil-A, you know, all, <laughs> all these different places, but I don't see anything that sticks out as healthy. And it drives me right? crazy personally because it requires so much to eat healthy food. Like you have to prepare that food. You have to find the food. It's not something that you can do rather quickly or under, under a certain budget. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, fruits and vegetables are so fast and easy. Most people don't want to eat them, but 7-Eleven is my favorite place oh. in the whole world. Actually, because I walk in and I'm like hungry and I've gotten off of work, right? And I haven't yeah. eaten for like 11 hours because I was stupid and forgot to pack a lunch that day. Okay. Right, so right. I can walk into 7-Eleven and like, you know, two bananas are a dollar. Yeah. I see I the bananas get- up there. I always grab one of those yeah. in the morning. And you can literally like, I'm not suggesting to like eat packaged food every day, but they also have these things called Larry's cookies, which are vegan and full of protein. Right. Oh God. I love Larry's cookies. I keep them in my car all the time or like a a nature Valley granola bar. That's 99 cents or like an apple. That's a dollar. So I am totally a fan of the fast food. I'm not going to lie. I will walk into 7-Eleven or I walk into Ralph and I just literally run in and like, you know, grab an apple, quick sushi, you know, their salad bar is a little bit cheaper there. There's some like rice and beans. Wait a second. You said the Ralph's, is it all right? Is it okay to eat? The Ralph's sushi is bomb. They make it every day. It's always fresh. They have the best avocado. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a a California thing, folks that are listening from a little avocado there. (laughs) Well, avocado and everything. I love avocados. Though. They're my favorite. Oh, avocado's the best. God, Especially so like us, you know, we're doing so much and we're always so busy. I mean, it's important to just keep your your food stocked with healthy stuff so that when you go in there, your mindset's already going in the positive direction, just not even with food, just with everything. Like if you look into your kitchen, you look into your house and your bed is made and you have healthy food and you feed your body right, your life is going to be so much different, you know? Absolutely. So, so true. Yeah. So, so true. But you never get that urge there? A little, a little milkshake, a little, uh, I you know, don't never... really. It's like oh, I've been almond doing milk. so long. I almond know. Milk is, well, almond milk is good. Yeah. Banana milkshake. Almond milk is French the best fries, for you. It even helps yeah. with headaches. Almonds are incredible. Not even a little shamrock shake, a little, uh, Oh God, no. I don't uh, crave McDonald's french fries anymore, but I'm not going to lie. I went to like some burger place the other week because my daughter really wanted french fries. And I was like, like I don't know where else to stop for french fries. Like I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A because of the whole LGBTQ thing. Oh my, but, but it's I, so good. But I, totally, awesome. I know, but I totally, so I went to this like grass-fed burger place and just got us some french fries and she was so into it. She like oh, ate nice. them and then she fell asleep like at the <laughs> restaurant. She's so full. <laughs> Oh, awesome. See, that's what I mean. As long as it's high quality in the sense that it doesn't have to be expensive, but right. it yeah. shouldn't be so, it shouldn't be more expensive to, you know, for a house to be grass fed. It's yeah, just so natural, organic, healthy, mindful lifestyle that we all should be living. I agree. It, it only makes sense. So yeah. 
yes, in other cultures, it's not natural to be vegan. But if you think about it, they are probably living this farm life. And that's part of the thing, I guess, I'm hoping to explore with Samia as well. I mean, she's of French Algerian descent. And it is just not normal for French culture, you know, to to, to be vegan. It's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to understand. But luckily, well, we both sort of, um, one of the other things we, we sort of so are connected on is that we're both kind of like yes men you know we're just both into exploring things and we're not going to say no before we you know it's like don't knock it until you try it i literally told her that she said okay i'll try it (laughs) you're very convincing (laughs) there (laughs) yeah it's not as difficult as it sounds or, or it sounds when you're first sort of learning about it you know somebody directed me to you know veganism whatever 10 years ago or so when it was foreign to me you know i was actually my the first time i was on my first film set ever i was sick i was just getting over or i was just getting a cold or something like that and this girl who was part of the crew came up to me and she asked me well do you smoke cigarettes because i was coughing and i was like oh god never and she i saw her face kind of like getting a little bit offended and she's like well do you eat meat and i said well yes why and she said well you see i never get sick and i smoke cigarettes but i'm vegan i don't eat meat (laughs) Should I try that? Yeah. And I was just floored and she walked away. (laughs) And I was just floored with that. That was actually probably the first time I really heard that. And then I realized Mm. a lot of my friends were, you know, I started, you know, attracting more friends. They're vegan and they would explain the whole thing behind it more and more. You just reminded me of that first experience, like I said. And it's it's really interesting. And actually, on that note, German co-created with his uh, partner, one of his other partners, this uh, cruelty-free vegan marketplace called Green Saturday. Mm. And it's just a great place for, you know, cruelty-free both fashion and uh, brands and like uh, food industry to sort of uh, showcase and, you know, sell and, and just showcase their stuff there. Wow. My goodness. My mind is blown. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. And I'm going to have to revisit. And yes, I just, I also wanted to encourage all, you know, all people just Again, not feel bad. Like m- my collaboration with Samia is because she is so inspiring as a woman. You know, I cannot say no to that, no, no to her based on some of her, you know, cultural background of not being vegan. She inspires me in so many other ways. You know, she's also a philanthropist. She, you know, got me into CASA volunteering that she, that is so, you know, rewarding. It's, she's just a really great woman she's inspired you know by the same women that i am inspired you know gloria steinem my angelo mother theresa has been my inspiration right. my whole life mm-hmm. you know malala like we're just we want to empower women and it's also very important you know it's just uh to be an influencer is really important in the world right now especially for women and you know that's why i'm so proud of my collaboration with val i'm so proud of my partnership with samia inspiration is is just everywhere if you're into it it, just don't feel lost don't feel alone just look out for it it's it's everywhere around you just reach out to people you know just be there for your friends and they'll be there for you and that's really all it is oh my salute to that my goodness because you both are making a difference i've got to do something here to you that i do to all of my guests and I'm really going to, well, I'm going to give you both an opportunity to kind of opt out of this. And you now, Christine, you might be familiar with this. I am not recall if I did this to you last year, but I'm really looking forward to doing this to 
both of you now. And I can't say it's something that you won't hate me for. Can't say Mm -hmm. it's something that you will like. But I am going to give you both an opportunity to opt out of this right now if you choose. Otherwise, I've got to continue to move forward with it. So the choice is yours, ladies. Okay. <laughs> we'll start with you, Valerie. You're going you're gonna to ask us a question, huh? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. It's, I can't give you any clues right now, but I'm just going to give you an opportunity to opt out. It's, it's one of those crazy deals where you don't know any of the details and you know there's there's something on the other side of this that could be quite disturbing wait is it to do it right now oh yes you have to decide right now if oh, you want to opt well, can you tell me can you tell me I how much time you. it would take uh hopefully not very long that's all i'll say yeah hopefully not oh, very long God. very i think it'll be pretty short but you know just depends okay if it's going to be pretty short, then I'll opt in just because I was going to go see the movie Get Out at oh, 2 o'clock oh, down the street. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Let me make sure you can see that. By the way, a good movie, but but a really good oh, movie. I enjoyed that quite, so bit, quite a bit. It's fantastic. Oh, God. Yeah. But what about you, Christina? Are you, are you in or what? Because Val's in, so I don't know. He's peer pressure I, I'm, here. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm also a little bit in a rush, but I'm in. Um, okay. You did do it last year. Um, oh, okay. Good. Well, but I'm at- <laughs> all right. Then well, you know, I'll make sure it's even more painful right now and we're going to start with you on this one Val because Christina's already done this and I'm going to give her a chance to let this play through here but oh my goodness wait a second I don't know I know you guys have got somewhere to go but one more opportunity to opt out anyone out I'm still in okay all right I like that all right well Val this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. <laughs> All that for that, right? It's ridiculous. Now, this fun fact has to be something that people don't know about you, Val. And I'm going to put the spotlight on you. The floor is yours. A fun fact. People cannot know this about you. Not even Christina. And the floor is yours. Hmm. My fun fact is, I guess I'm getting a tattoo removed right now that I got when I was 13 years old. Oh. And I lied that I was 18 and I got a tattoo on the front of my coochie. Don't know why I did it, but I'm getting it removed right now. <laughs> what is the tattoo of? I've got to know. It's that is just fantastic. some hearts. It's What's some hearts. And I, and I hide it in, pho- in Photoshop it out of every photo shoot. So basically nobody knows that I have it, but I just want to remove it for good. So that's it. <laughs> Had my first laser treatment like three days ago. Now, who removes that? I mean, come on now. Does the tattoo artist get to like, how do you hide the, how do you hide the goods? Oh God. Well, no, no, no. Luckily. Well, it's a woman doing it. So, I mean, I get waxes. I'm just so used to everybody seeing my vagina. You've probably seen it in a movie or something. (laughs) So I just like, you know, you put the towel on, you open it up and you're just like, the tattoo is so small. Luckily takes like five minutes, but yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my secret. But now it's not it's so and not so secret anymore. And I'm doing it at Laser Away, and they want me to post about it. So oh, that's yeah, fantastic. you'll see it on my Instagram at Model Mama underscore. Nice, nice. That's a cool fun fact right there. That's a mm-hmm. good stuff. My goodness, <laughs> ah, getting a little tattoo removed. That's gonna probably be painful though. So painful. Yikes! No joke. All right. <laughs> Gosh, Christina, how do you top this? You're up. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely um, funner than my last <laughs> year talking about stand-up. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
For some uh, reason, I, I thought that. you asked me a different question. I know, right? <laughs> um, I do have a tattoo. I can't top that. Because my tattoo is in the back of my neck. And I was actually thinking about getting another one. Ah. I'm all about just having one. One something one. I like that sort of one tattoo, one boyfriend, one girlfriend, one cat, one dog. I don't know. I like, I like everything in oneness because I feel like we're all one right. universe. Um, but I have been wanting to, to get some back tattoos. Okay. I don't know oh. if I'll end up doing that. Yeah. I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. Wait, you have to like show me some designs, Christina. Uh, I don't know if I'll go for it. Yeah, well, what, what are you looking <laughs> it's just, for? Yeah. It's just my poetry. I think I would just uh, like... <sighs> I don't know why I thought you asked me something else, and I'm not prepared. Although I was thinking about it last night. Goodness. Oh my, um, that's awesome. A fun fact. Yeah. Any others? Anything else? <laughs> I don't know. Wow, she's stumped. I love that. Yes, I am. I actually, I have not seen Val's tattoo. Now that's all I can think about. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. I, there's so much more that I can add to that, but I'm just going to leave it there. Max yeah. is going to behave and leave that right there. Oh my. We'll, we'll take that. It's good. That's, those are, those are good fun facts. We'll, we'll say you're expanding your tattoo portfolio, Christine and Val, you're removing a rather awesome tattoo there so yeah yeah it's crazy by the way i saw i have a buddy who actually has a tattoo of a co well i shouldn't say cock i'll say a penis on his butt it's out the most outrageous tattoo and i asked him why the hell what? would you not it's not ridiculous so i'm like why the hell would you have that tattoo in the first place and two like, what do ladies think of that tattoo? And he says it always opens the best discussion. And he says it's actually, they find it to be so, you know, appalling yeah. that uh, it actually works for them. Yeah. Uh, this is, it made me think about that. Totally random, but uh, I, I think it's quite uh, outrageous to say the least. But, <gasps> oh, yeah. my well, God. So do you all I don't like know if it's. I don't know if it's any fun fact, but I'm, I am thinking about filming one of the episodes again my eggs frozen oh. i don't know if that's fun or if it's weird do you think it works do you think that whole thing works yeah you know with my health thing i just i feel like it would be a good good idea especially that i don't know how how it's gonna work eventually but maybe wouldn't mm. wouldn't it i don't know i think it's a part of the whole women empowerment thing as well yeah i just you know with the whole Planned Parenthood and all oh, that crazy stuff. It's just, I feel like it makes sense to explore every aspect of, you know, what right. it is to be a woman and our rights. Yeah, it's bullshit. I can't believe there's even guys talking about women's rights. It's outrageous. It's trying <laughs> yeah. to control it. yeah, it's funny. It's <laughs> like, are, we, are we in an episode of, you know, what's that show on Netflix? Uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, right. Black right. Mirror. Like, are we in right. an episode of Black Mirror? Like, right. you're really talking. Okay. Good show, by the way. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just outrageous, though, the fact that there's men that are trying to uh, interfere with women's rights. I think it's bullshit. It really is. It just drives me crazy. It makes me sick. The whole attack on Planned Parenthood, that's just outrageous. I mean, 
That's stupid. That's yeah. what it is. Stupid. It's, but it's stupid. why we're it's why we're all getting together though now. Like I mm. you know what I said? Sorry, I don't want to talk political, but this should be the last thing oh, I say because I really do have to run. But yeah. I was just saying, like, you know what? This presidency has been the best thing because it's bringing out the most political people. It's making everybody talk. It's right. having everybody gear up and get together and being like, no, fuck this. Like everything before was kind of like, oh, okay, you can do that. That's not so bad. But now it's like, no, we're not going to take it. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's empowering people to speak up and to be active. Yeah. And want to be active for the first time, you know, especially me with a degree in history. It's like, I'm talking to my kids when I sub about this stuff and I'm like, just telling them how important their vote really is, even though it feels like it's not right now, like how important it's going to be. So get out there and vote. I did vote by the way. (laughs) Max and I were talking about last time about potentially not voting and it was just not an option after all. (laughs) So much has changed after that. But now I want to help, you know, develop the Green Party. We just have to break up the two-party system. I think that's the main problem. Bunch of crap. Oh, of the God. corruption world of politics, oh, world politics, makes me really. So sick. I can't stand it. <laughs> just drives me crazy. It really. Yeah, really Max, does. you're you're a cool activist yourself. Oh, just, thanks. You I know, to, yeah. I try, but I, I just uh, I'm not as vocal as I probably should be on you know socially, but you know behind closed doors, you know if we if we ever have a conversation privately i i'll talk about that for hours you know you know how it is we talked about that for yeah. quite a bit last time yeah I'd love. let's go to get together at a vegan restaurant and do that oh then. i would love that what do you i say? love that fantastic <laughs> i'm down with that anytime good there stuff you go. good stuff I'll, I'll bring a big mac for you oh, as a joke as a joke that would be a great joke actually just I think. bring the bag into the restaurant <laughs> exactly. and everybody will just tackle you at the front door uh, and, like throw paint on you yeah right i know <laughs> seriously that would be awesome huh? kidding <laughs> it'll be a good no, youtube prank video yeah, seriously. But um, we'll table this political discussion to be continued. Oh, this. for sure. I, our second episode of my show, Samia, is going to be about aliens. Oh I want to hear about it. I love that. Yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk with you about that some more. So, I'm Oh, for forward. sure. Oh my. You're going to go to the alien convention? I would like Joshua to. Tree? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to. Same I'd like me. to. Well, there yeah. you go. I would like to. So yes. we'll see. I need to it's meet. be our first time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good stuff. Yes, that's good stuff. I gotta find someone as quirky as me. I, find them there. Find your new alien girlfriend. You guys can have foil on your windows together. There you be go. Fabulous. I'd love that. That, that. That'd be. I'd welcome that. It'd be fantastic. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, good stuff. Now, is there any advice that you two would like to share with someone that might be listening to this broadcast that may want to do what you're doing right now, but maybe they don't know where to start or have the resources? And we'll start with you, Christina, on this and. Finish with Val. I think it's it's similar uh, with, you know, just collaborating, reaching out to people, you know, be as ballsy as Val is because she definitely knows how to work it. She just <laughs> come up and talk to you. She'd be friendly. And people yeah. do appreciate that, you know, because she's also very real. Right. You know, sometimes in LA, it seems a little... A little fake, you know, you come up and you just, why are you talking to me? Because, like, yeah. you know, people have fake smiles a lot of times. But if you're real and you have that type of edgy baldness, you know, then you just, you, you're on the right track. You know, ask questions, you know, I'm always helping out young actresses, you know, they'd ask me, they'd never heard of like, what used to be called like Ross reports. Mm, Yeah. I think Mm. it's called something else now. (laughs) That's how long I've been doing it. But I'm just, I'm giving them up my books on it, my connections, because Mm. it is really all support. And if you're asking the right person, you know, if you're asking a friendly person, like, me or Ralph, for example, you know, we'll be Mm -hmm. happy to help. And also, of course, there's the internet. So you can, you know, look it up 
and yeah. just research. There's LA casting. There's mm-hmm. all these all these things. You know, just if you just Google it, you'll find Samuel French, and you'll go and find those books, and you'll find that, that you know, there's meetups, and there's just so much now with the internet world. Oh, it's that's so true. <laughs> Great. How about you, Val? Any advice? I would say email us. <laughs> You know, like I can't, this is the thing I can't always help you, but especially like Christina is one of those people who has connections and I'm one of those people who has connections because we keep our ears and eyes open. You know what I mean? Like we do. So really I get on Instagram and I direct message people who are doing what I want to do. And sometimes they don't look at it. And sometimes they look at it and they're like, let me get back to you. And they'll send you some information like this actress, Natasha Berg, six years ago. And I decided I wanted to get back into this. I met up with her through some friends who had like met her on the internet and they were German and she's German. And literally I had lunch with her and she just took a napkin at the restaurant and wrote me down a long list of what I need to do. So like sometimes that might happen for you. You might meet somebody and they just tell you everything, no holding back. And I mean, like just keep messaging people Make sure your shit's on point so that they go, oh, this is a person I want to share information with because this is going to take them to the next level. And that's it. Oh, I love that. Excellent. Excellent advice, ladies. And before we wrap, feel free to plug anything you wish. Websites, Twitter, Facebook, you know, whatever you want to share. Instagram. How can folks stay in touch with the two of you? Well, I am um, developing as part of my whole new branding thing. Now, one of my nicknames is Tinka. And uh, I've started a public... Uh, Instagram account. My old one is going to be going private, everything to do with Christina Kulish. But Tinka is uh, the new branding thing for me with nice. all my partnerships. And on Instagram, it's the handle is the K Tinka. I think it's the same for my YouTube, which is also private right now, but it's in the process of reinventing all of that. And so I'll be going forward with, oh, goodness, Facebook. <laughs> After all, <laughs> for all these years, no, I have right? to do Facebook. Oh, you know how much I, oh, I don't want to <laughs> say the word hate, but you got to do what you got to do, you know, mm-hmm. to bring it out there. If we are connecting people, if we're inspiring people, you know, that's what you got to do. Social media is where it's at. Right, right. So. Oh, that Twitter is the same as Tinka with love. <laughs> yeah, nice. All okay. about that. Fantastic. Fantastic. And How about you, Val? Mine at Instagram, I am at Model Mama and Mama's M A M A underscore, or just search Valley Manual, but at Model Mama or at Role Models MGMT. So there's two role models. Obviously, we're the paid. That's the better one. So yeah, <laughs> role models MGMT. And then for fashion stuff, you can find them on both of those pages. So any information you need, just find it on those two. And all the links are always going to be there and changing. Well, ladies, it has been a treat to have you on this podcast here today. I want to thank you both for coming on the show here, sharing your story. Also, Christina coming back and you know giving us an update here. You are both doing some really, really wonderful things, and I definitely would love to bring you back, you know, on the show individually, uh, you know, as a pair again in the near future. That'd be fantastic, and I'm going to take you up on that vegan thing. I'm no doubt about that. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah, I need to pick your brains about that because that's something I really want to uh, to do, and I've been really interested in, and been doing partially, but I haven't fully committed yet. You know that I do uh, have that little. Uh, little big mac craving every once in a while and it kills me <laughs> afterwards or that shamrock mm-hmm. shake i had to say it because i've i've had i've devoured one or two of those in the past few weeks and i've i've been hurting oh, the yeah. next day i've been hurting the next mm-hmm. day after mm-hmm. for that but it was so good oh, dairy definitely bloat um, oh my god yeah it's dairy brutal. is awful if you think about yeah. it though you can't it's the cow titty so you've got to like it's not really that great mm-hmm. for us in the first place i don't even know why we mm-hmm. 
devour <laughs> so many cows in yeah. the first place. It's yeah, like, we're not cows. We're, like we're, calves, we're yeah. human babies, and we're not even sucking mama's titties oh, anymore. So why would my. we? Although some people, some people are into that, especially in Florida. Whoa, I don't even know what. Let me not even. Let me not even go there. (laughs) Google it, people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me stop. But uh, it's certainly been a pleasure (laughs) having you both on this podcast here tonight. But I think it's time for us to fade out here. I know you guys have got some movies to go to, so let me uh, let me shut myself up and uh, we'll, we'll fade out here. What do you think? Yes, thank you so much for having us, and we'll talk soon. All right, it was my pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Christina Kulish and Val Emanuel, and we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, and I host this show, and hopefully you are feeling inspired. It's been a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening. And we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guests tonight, Miss Christina Coolish and Miss Val Emanuel. What a fantastic and funny discussion that was a lot of important things discussed there so make sure you check out what they are doing and most importantly i want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight obviously the show does not exist without you listening so please spread the word about this show show someone how to follow us on twitter show someone how to access our podcasts and previous episodes that would be greatly 